Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing. So we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence with Soapbox. I'm Beth and I'm here with Shar. Hey guys. And our guest is Sarah. We're so excited you're here. Sarah Steele. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. We're excited about it. I feel like half of the guests that we wrangle onto this show are um, individuals we've been fortunate to know for quite a while. So they're not new to Soapbox. And um, I'm just really excited for people to hear your story. So talk a little bit about who you are by day and then who you are lately. Um <laughs> On the side by night. <laughs> sure. sure, I know it's a. It sounds complicated. By day, I am a shopper and digital commerce marketing manager for a manufacturer in the CPG space. By night, very fancy. Very fancy. <laughs> it's words, it's a very legit title for doing marketing for brands that sell to major retailers. And by night, I am. As of late, uh, an influencer, if you will, in the TikTok and Instagram space, talking about what it means to be a modern working millennial woman in today's day and age. And then by 24-7, I am also a a full-time mom. I have two kids that are three and a half and one and a half, so... It's a hot, hot mess over here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Completely untrue. Yeah. You manage it beautifully. I'm like managing myself. So I think it's really interesting. Um, I noticed you're still kind of adjusting even to the word influencer mm-hmm. applied to yourself. Right? I am. So this is still new. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So I downloaded TikTok in November of 2019 almost to prove a point at work <laughs> mm. that no, our our brand did not belong on TikTok with 19-year-olds dancing to popular songs. Mm-hmm. I was convinced that it was not the right place to be. And I was quickly proved wrong. Um, <laughs> I decided to become an active user of TikTok when quarantine started in March mm-hmm. of 2020. And after a week or two, I realized there are a lot of other people that are just like me on this app. And While I still didn't know that it was the right place for what I was doing at work, Mm -hmm. the right platform, I said to myself, hey, I think I have an opportunity to start talking about what it means to be a Mm -hmm. mom struggling right now, managing Mm -hmm. a job, managing kids, trying to find meaningful time with my husband in this weird world where we're stuck at home 24-7 and trying to find a new sense of who we are Mm -hmm. in this new world. And so I just started talking about it. And at first, I, I was just doing what everyone else was doing and just doing lip dubs and silly mm-hmm. dances just to mm-hmm. kind of pass time. And then when I started to really get real about what I was experiencing, a lot of followers just started coming in and mm-hmm. it really took off maybe fall of last year. And to your point, I'm still adjusting to it. It's weird to me when someone <laughs> sends me a video yeah, of myself. Yeah. I almost cringe a little. I'm like, oh, you saw that. Okay. Oh, but at you? the same time, I'm like glad that I'm reaching a lot of people. Mm-hmm, so right. it's this weird sense of wanting to promote myself more and still right. not being <laughs> super 
happy when other people see right. it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right. I love how TikTok, I'm like you, I hadn't downloaded it. And then I think it was quarantine that was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. Right. And I think it was because we had started working with yes. brands that were doing it. And yeah. it was like, okay, let's look into this. But I love that it's like this older generation has come in and bombarded <laughs> I'm calling myself old. Okay, please okay. no. <laughs> no, because they're saying like millennials and above. Because right. really, it's the younger generations that are have been on there for years. Yeah, and we come in and we're like, ooh, we're gonna and make this. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's cool how you can just become viral so quickly mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah, the way that the algorithm on TikTok works is just so unique and different mm-hmm. from other platforms that it's giving people who have a great story to tell, the opportunity to get in front of a lot of people, Mm -hmm. where in other platforms, people might build their content and their following over years and still not be at that level, which is great. So you're the corporate mama. I am. Is the the account. Yes. And that's not a new concept for you, as I recall, based on knowing you for a while. You've um, dabbled with this idea of I don't know if you would even call it work-life balance, right? right? So maybe speak to that a little bit. What What is the the platform and the gist of it? Sure. So the corporate mama really exists just to tell it like it is for me mm-hmm. and hope to bring value to other working moms, knowing that every working mom has a different story and a different experience than I do. And it may just be young women who one day are thinking about having kids and are nervous that they can't do both down to a mom of a kid in high school who has been struggling with this for years and Mm -hmm. is debating, do I want to stay in the workforce now that I'm going to be an empty nester soon? Or what is my identity as a corporate working mom if my child is a different age than someone else? So how can I bring value Mm -hmm. to all of these different kinds of working women? And it's really to kind of crush the idea of work-life balance because I don't think that it exists. Right. Amen. And I, I grew up with a working mom and toward the later years of um, teenhood for me, a stay-at-home dad, mm-hmm. which is really different than a lot of yeah. other people's experience. And I think the idea of work-life balance, if you are striving to achieve that, you're not going to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, it's what am I willing to prioritize that day? Right. And it's going to change by the day and by the week and mm-hmm. you know, even by the year sometimes. I look at it as it's never going to be 50-50. And I try to give myself this sliding scale of, okay, if I'm at 25, 75, that's not great for me. <laughs> if I'm at 75, 25, it's not Same, great. Right. And it just gives me kind of a gut check of, okay, where am I at? And how can I be honest with the mm-hmm. people who are following me to share that, hey, I'm struggling with this right now. Yeah. Work is suffering. <laughs> or, hey, I've been killing it at work, but at what expense? <laughs> and and I think it just helps to see other women acknowledge that they are struggling with that because- I would get down on myself if I would see these really successful female founders talk about how they're up at 5 a.m. doing yoga and this and this. And then it just all comes together in this beautiful fruition. It's just unicorns and rainbows. Exactly. And I'm like, where's the mom who's telling me that she showed up to a Zoom late and that her kid is screaming screaming about going potty in the background and that she's up trying to make her own side business work at night and hold it all together and get enough sleep. Like, right. where is she? Right. And, and like, like, maybe eat everywhere. Yeah. She's and, everywhere. and also, she likes a glass of wine every now and then. Like, where is she? <laughs> Cheers to that. And then I decided, well, if I can't find her, then I'll just be her. Right. Mm. So. Well, you've just brought this awesome self-deprecating lens. I mean, I, I love your um, 
spin and your sense of humor. And I think my favorite of your TikToks is um, the kind of couples at the beginning of quarantine mm-hmm. and then, you know, several months in, I think it is, where it's just so great to see you and have lunch together. And then it's just, that's what I want. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you again. so relatable. You're still here. You're yeah, still, still you. Here. Still there. Like, and don't you, you want a little bit of mystery, like where you're at? Yeah. Like, what you're doing? No? No. You're just right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how has that been uh, for your husband as you've taken on yet this other, right? Here's the day job and here's the, you know, <laughs> so he is my biggest supporter, but he's also like my biggest troll because he thinks it's hilarious. So he would religiously watch this content that I was posting and encourage me to keep making it. And he's actually someone that at the beginning said, hey, if you really believe in this, why are you nervous for people to find your TikTok? Why don't you share it? Put it on your Instagram, tell people about it. And I was terrified. Right. But he would give me so much grief about it that he said he would actually become a legitimate follower if I got to 100,000. So he would watch them religiously, oh, but not follow me. So oh, he, he used it as this kind of weird carrot. Yeah, he, yeah, he gave it to you. He did. Like, yes. mm-hmm. He's like, yes. okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to support you, but I'll follow you once you tell when people about it. And, you, <laughs> yeah, and you're a big deal. Exactly. Ooh, I love and it. so when it happened, he was like, well, the deal's right. a deal. Yeah. And then even from that, that was just in December. And I'm now yes. at 160-ish. <laughs> so it, wow. it's— um, And you just today said that you had your first— Sponsored campaign? I did. Right? My first sponsored post How today. How did that feel? Yeah. It was good. I, I got an email from this brand who is building a tool to help parents prepare for parenthood. So Brilliant. if they're expecting, what what is the cost for you in terms of your professional career, actual cost in terms of expenses, and also what does it mean for your relationship at home? Mm-hmm all of which I had great experience in, all of which I already talk about. So yeah. the stars really aligned, and it's a tool called Mirza. But um, they reached out and asked if I would be willing to partner and share information about that. And it was kind of a, a reality check for me that, hey, I can actually find partners to help me tell this story and mm. enable me to do more of this work, which was really cool. So I'm excited to see where it continues to go from here. And now I do feel a little bit more legitimate in that influencer <laughs> claim right. of like, hey, this is a, a marketable platform for me that I can leverage. I love hearing you talk about that mm-hmm. because obviously you've known us for a while and right. kind of know how we're wired and what we do at Soapbox. And, you know, we have this community of 7,000 influencers but uh, across the U.S., but we're always very quick to point out, you know, they're they're not celebrities. They're everyday, like slightly aspirational. Like you can see yourself in mm-hmm. their shoes because mm-hmm. you live like them or parent like them or, you know, shop like them or it, they just, they feel relatable, but maybe they're a little further down the road mm-hmm. than you are. Um, and we really push our influencers to, you know, stay tuned in to who they are and remember their why and not get caught up in the, um, you've got to say yes to every partnership. So right. how are you navigating that? Because suddenly you just had this sort of reveal in December where you went public yeah. and now things are coming your way. So talk about that. They are. Yeah. So I finally shared on all of my <laughs> other social platforms in December that, hey, surprise, um, I'm doing this. And it's actually gotten quite big. And I'm going to start talking about it here too, to complete and total support. Yes. I haven't heard a single negative thing, which is great. And my fears now seem silly. Uh, everyone <laughs> has been so supportive. But but with that has also come 
grand opportunities. And I have had to sit down and decide, okay, what am I willing to represent? What am I not? Just because it could be monetized doesn't mean that it's right for my brand and doesn't mean that the people following me will now feel they're being sold to. And I love that Soapbox has always Mm -hmm. worked with influencers who do feel very Mm -hmm. relatable and that they truly believe in the products that they're helping tell stories for. Right. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing the same thing. So I've gotten opportunities to talk about things that just don't really... Yeah, didn't feel right. Don't Exactly. They don't Not feel right lane. for me. And then I've also gotten opportunities like the one today that feel like, okay, this is, this is right in line with who mm-hmm. I am and what I want to stand for. So I don't have, you know, representation or right. an agent helping right. me manage right. through all of this. So a lot of it has just been a learning curve for me too of, okay... Does this seem weird? Does this seem legit? Does this seem like something that down the road I want to continue to try to build? Or is this a a quick hit and I'm one of a thousand people talking about this on the same day? So it's been interesting to see the approach different brands take to Mm -hmm. working with influencers and those that really seem just genuine and want to get to know you as a person and Mm -hmm. see if it's a mutual fit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. that. Yeah. I have another question along those lines and then I promise I'm going to, I always do this to Shari. I hit like 20 questions and then I'm like, sorry, did you want to, did you have me? They're like (laughs) stacking in my brain. (laughs) Exactly. No, it actually works. It's kind of fun. But um, I'm, I think you know this, Sarah, I shared it with you as we were building the Social Proof podcast. um, You kept coming to my mind um, because you know, you as marketers. She did say that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yes. As marketers, we develop personas, right? right. It, particularly shopper marketing. Like we think about Jane, you know, mm-hmm. the shopper who is, who uses Jane, by the way? Who am I? But, um, <laughs> you know, she's, she's 42. She has two kids. She lives in, you know, the outskirts of Houston. And these mm-hmm. are her habits and this is her lifestyle. And so as I applied that lens to building social proof, we kept kind of struggling with, you know, who is... Are we talking to influencers? Are we talking to marketers? Are we talking to brands? And I certainly don't want to be all things to all people, but my answer was sort of yes. Mm-hmm. And I kept coming to you, someone who works in shopper marketing by day and has a personal brand or platform or a side hustle in the social and influence space on the side, because I think there are a lot of you. Um, my cousin is one. She's at a brand by day. She's built a fitness platform on the side. And they just kept emerging. And it was sort of yeah. gratifying as we realized that there are lots of Sarahs out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So I'm a little bit curious for you, you know, in a way you buy by day what you sell exactly through mm-hmm. your platform. So can you talk about that a little bit and how that affects both sides? Absolutely. So I now have a different lens, I I think, with both aspects of that. When I'm at work and hear concepts that bring up the idea of leveraging influencers, I think prior to me having this experience, I had a very one-dimensional view of what that meant. It meant looking at engagement rates and it meant looking at costs and what other partners these influencers had worked with before. And I now really take a look at that when I work with our PR team or mm-hmm. our social teams and and looking at a campaign that may involve influencer. I think about, okay, who are they as people? What retailers and products are they already talking about? What kind of audience do they have? What are they doing that helps them tell this story? And who are they as a total package? Whether they have 800 followers or 80,000, like 
what are they doing? Who mm-hmm. are they? Mm-hmm. Where And that's just a much deeper look than I was taking previously of like, oh, I have a budget. I can either do one person or five people. Right. So which totally. one is more important to me yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. And as an influencer, I take a different approach to the content that I'm creating now. It's mm. especially like my example from today, if it's going to be a sponsored content, am I really delivering on the messages that yes. would be important to the brand? But am I also still telling a story that is bringing value to my audience? Because I think sometimes I've been guilty of this as a brand representative of these are my eight talking points that you need to get into this 30 second or one minute thing. Okay, that's going to come off as a sales pitch. So how can how can I use this part of my brain to know that there are deliverables that need to be met while Mm -hmm. being authentic to who I am? So it's been this really interesting balance. And I think now when I'm developing briefs and working on projects at work, I think, okay, yes, these are really important to tell, but it's more important that this person takes their own approach Mm. to encouraging their audience to consider this product rather than being a salesperson for it. I love that. I mean, that's just who we are and how we're wired. And as you may or may not know, I think you do. Um, You know, that's how Soapbox came to be. I was Mm -hmm. working as an influencer myself. And because I had a marketing background, I really felt like if you hire me to work on behalf of your brand, I want to knock it out of the park. And so help me understand what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to sell items. Okay, now that I know that, I can help you with that in my own approach. And I I felt as though a lot of agencies in this space were maybe leaning into those, here are the talking points, you know, this Mm -hmm. is, it's scripted, like, please place this precise statement. And we know that falls short. And I feel like there's a way to balance that integrity of, you know, we should be leaders for the brands we serve and tell them what we think is going to work for them. Um, but we also have to defend our influencers and their, you know, the need to trust them and their ability to storytell and their knowledge of their audience. And so it's really fun and refreshing to hear someone who sees both sides of that equation. Yeah. And having been on both sides, I think that's why Soapbox is also so reliable mm. in a multi multitude of communities, mm-hmm, whether it's mm-hmm. influencers or retailers or manufacturers, you have the re- reputation that you do because the content that aligns with the campaigns you mm-hmm, execute mm-hmm. is always nailing it. Yeah. It's always Thank knocking out that. of the park because it's it's authentic. Yeah. And, and that can speaks see that. to the creators, right? And, yeah. you know, how we can kind of be guardians for them. So it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. yeah. And you're so probably fun. seeing like, I mean, I think we preach it because we also work for it, but... <laughs> It's like influencer marketing has become like, you know, like billboards, TV commercials, all those different pillars of marketing. Like it's part of, it's in that now. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably seeing like, okay, this works. Like I'm having people responding and engaged. And, you know, now there's like click to cart where it's like you actually see someone purchase something from you saying something. And so I feel like for all like the haters out there, I want to say like, <laughs> yeah, look, we, it's we working. It's like, not influencers in the wild, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> but that's so absolutely fun. true. And you're seeing influencers show up in so many different channels now. There are influencer collaborations with mm-hmm. brands that are on the shelf at yes. beauty retailers so, yeah. that literally started as a result of just a social media collaboration, which Mm -hmm. is so cool to see. It really is. It really is exciting. I feel like I have to know, I mean, you know, I feel like I struggle with just going to one job (laughs) during the day. You do great. I do great. (laughs) She's my boss. So mark that for your review later. (laughs) It's on camera. (laughs) But 
how, like, what does your day-to-day look like? And how do you balance, like, okay, I know, you know, from eight to 10, I'm doing this, this, <laughs> that. Like, what does your schedule look like every day? Yeah, so true to the content that I share on TikTok, yeah, a true. majority of my day is in meetings, especially in this remote work environment. Yes, I am yes. in Zoom mm-hmm. or Teams meetings almost all day long, which yeah. leaves very little time for engagement with a lot of my social content and even less time at home doing, yeah. I mean, the stuff that has to get done around the house yeah, too. Dishes, so, maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. On a, maybe. On a good day. <laughs> I know. It's, it's sad on the second day when you're like, oh, I meant to do that load two times yesterday yeah. and today uh-huh. again. Yes. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I'm working on getting up before my kids because mm. my husband is an early bird, but as of late, it's been him coming in and being like, hey, one of the kids is already ready. You're, you got the other one. I've got stuff to get started on. So I'm working on getting up earlier so that I can have a clear, clean start to my day. Mm-hmm. But most of my day in the mornings is spent. I do drop off with the kids and my husband does pick up, which leaves more of the late afternoon, evening free for me to do things like this um, or, or or work on TikTok stuff. So I'm in meetings and working and doing emails, and then I try to take my lunch break or maybe two 15-minute breaks throughout the day where I can Mm -hmm. check in on social content, respond to emails with the corporate mama, Mm -hmm. and start to make a game plan for myself for after work, Mm. which is usually between 5.30 to 7.30 (laughs) is kids and chaos and dinner and trying to clean and yes yes and breaking up wrestling matches now that the youngest (laughs) is getting big enough and then we each take a kid for bedtime and then it's that's so smart it we try to split it up so where it's pretty even we're both doing the sucky parts and we're both doing the fun parts i love that and then maybe seven thirty eight till bedtime is corporate mama time it's Mm -hmm. tiktok and instagram and emails Mm -hmm. and really just I have a running notes app in my phone, which is not a legit tool, but it's I <laughs> no, have ideas and I just, I just start notes yes. with ideas or something annoying that happened to me that day or something right. fun that happened that day. And how can I turn this into mm-hmm. an experience others can relate with? So good. And then I try to shut it off and watch a movie or watch a show with my husband and talk about the day or just go to sleep. Yes, just yeah. the day. Maybe Realistic. just turn everything off Real and talk. have that glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get better about making space for myself to relax mm-hmm. and just think and not feel like I have to be putting something out because yeah. there was a trend that Usera. day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because at first, I think I was really getting caught up in this like, well, are my, met- are my metrics going to keep mm-hmm. growing? Are they going to mm-hmm. keep meeting these numbers? Is my growth going to keep happening yeah. at this rate? And then I had a kind of a talk with myself of that's good okay the growth will come if you continue to put out content you believe in and that people are engaging with you don't have to do every single trend you don't have to do every sound that everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. just make it work for what works for you so take a day off don't post for two three days just Mm -hmm. see what happens that could actually be an interesting test yeah and make sure that you know you're practicing what you preach of if you don't believe in this work-life balance thing are your kids feeling the brunt of this now? Are you investing so much time in this mm-hmm. social media effort that your kids haven't seen you at night in three days? Right. Not cool. Yeah. So I'm trying to really protect that time that they're awake and home and not in school. And that's, I'm mom, not the corporate mama. I'm not busy with work and telling you, you can't come talk to me. I'm yeah. just playing and watching Paw Patrol and building forts and Legos yeah. and yeah. all of that. I love that. It is, I mean, to your point earlier, it's just, it's virtually impossible. There's no such thing as balancing it. So it's literally, um, you know, just 
how do you let it ebb and flow a little yes. bit? And I love, I mean, not that we're here to be parenting and life coaches, but I love right. that you've just dropped in some very simple, like, you have to overthink it. It can be the notes app. It can be splitting up bedtime. Yeah. It can be just sort of time blocking. Yeah. And whether that's coping mechanisms. Yeah. And, wh- and whether it's someone who has kids or someone that is just trying to start a business mm-hmm. while they work a nine to five, eight to seven, whatever that real yeah. day right. job looks right. like. It's just whatever's important to you, even though it feels impossible, carve out things that feel achievable. If it's five minutes to work on this or it's 10 minutes to go do a quick exercise on Mm -hmm. your phone, if your Mm -hmm. goal is to start a new workout habit, like just carve out little doable pieces of time and then build it. You don't have to go like... 100% 100% immediately yeah. out the door. Exactly. Well, and we're here to help you. See, we're letting yeah. you attack TikTok today while having a glass of wine. So yeah. it's like this, exactly. you know, overlaid. That's what we do. <laughs> you guys no, are here to serve. We really are. Serve. We really are. But you really are. It's so, as you're saying that, I'm like, wait, you literally are preaching what we, like, yeah. a culture that we want to have right. here and that we always try to like have every single day of just like, I would, I got a puppy this week, and I'm finally <laughs> she seeing— She worked it in already. I did. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, well, I'm now finally getting—I mean, I've seen with, you know, working from home this past year, like, Beth has, like, her child coming up to her and saying— and I'm like, I just, like, haven't really had that. Yeah. I'm more distracted by my own thoughts and what I'm doing or wanting to go work out. Right. Like, but carving out time, and I'm getting to see that of— <laughs> I think I sent Beth something at, like, 10 p.m. last night because I was like— during the day, I was caught up, and it's like, it's okay if I'm yep. sending her something at 10. Mm-hmm. At least I'm doing it, yeah. you know? Just, yeah. like, giving myself grace with that and, like, just do what you got to do. That's right. Yeah, and I think everyone is realizing that in this environment right now when so many people are still working from home that mm-hmm. hours of operation are different for everyone. Right. And some people— wake up at 4 a.m. and do stuff, and then they'll schedule emails to come at, like, I don't know, 8 o'clock when yeah. it works for someone else. But it's not going to be the same for everyone. And I mm-hmm. think that will really have great implications for once the world yeah. starts to open yeah. up again. Exactly. What does that mean for flexibility? And what does that mean for allowing people time to pursue their passions that make them happier at work, too? Right. So it's yes. a win-win for everyone. Yes. Yeah. We believe so much in that. I mean, I think it can seem like lip service, but— right. um, you know, I, I feel really, really strongly about building the kind of place I wish I could have worked in my 20s and 30s. I had wonderful jobs, so don't misunderstand that. But I also felt like there was a de- degree of, um, you know, this is how we do it. This is when we work and this is how we work. And this is, you know, going to a kindergarten graduation during the workday is a little bit frowned upon. That's not like we have a job to do. And so I'm probably over the top with this team. Like it's 5.15. What are you why are you here? Or could that be addressed later? Or how can I help you? And um, to your point about the ramifications, when, if the world returns to normal, it seems as though a lot of employers had this fear in the early days of the pandemic, like, well, I'm going to get less out of my people. But I would actually argue, I'm curious your thoughts on this, Sarah, that um, employers are getting more out of their people um, because the, the commute has gone, yes, they may start a load of laundry or tend to their home, but um, I think we actually, as workers, have to kind of fight for that, um, like defend our home life against Absolutely. our tendency to work because mm-hmm. the computer is right there or the work is right there. So how have you navigated that? What other boundaries have you put in place to just like keep some sanity and some wellness in this world? I think that is spot on. And 
when the pandemic started and quarantine began, and at first when daycare was closed, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have that option. And I was struggling for probably the first couple of weeks with how am I physically going to do this? Because my kids are not old enough that I can put them in a room with a show and check on them in a few hours. Like it would have been a disaster. So thankfully my manager was super flexible with what I needed and the fact that I couldn't be on calls all day. But as school opened and then we were fortunate enough to be able to send our kids. Um, I did struggle with that at first of, okay, when does work start and when does it end? (laughs) On earth does it end? (laughs) Right, right. Because to your point, I wasn't driving to work. People weren't leaving the office to go grab lunch and then come back. So I had to set time for myself of, okay, I'm going to go take a virtual bar class or I'm going to do this a couple of days a week. And Mm -hmm. then if it's safe to do so, maybe go in for a workout once a week when I can. And that means that when 5.30 rolls around, it's okay to yeah. shut the computer down. And if there's something <laughs> urgent, capital U, urgent, sure. I can yeah. get back on later and address it. But it did take some practice and some self-restraint to mm-hmm. set those boundaries of, you know what, just because I'm awake and I dropped my kids off, it doesn't mean I need to start looking at email and doing that right. now. I can go get coffee I can take the time that I need. Just as you would. Exactly. That I would have done before. Right. Yeah. And I do see some of my coworkers still kind of working to find that balance and that that set the boundaries for themselves because it's, um, it takes a lot of self restraint, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have anything that's necessarily demanding your time. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I just go ahead and get an early start in the day or or work on this longer? So true. But mental health is so important. And mm-hmm. whether for someone that is more of a self-care act of taking a bath or it's mm-hmm. I need to physically remove myself from my desk for 10 minutes right. just to do nothing. Go mm-hmm. flip through a magazine or go mm-hmm. sit on the couch and play with my dog. Mm-hmm. I, I need to do that yeah. just for myself. So I think yeah. it's really important that people just listen to that voice. And mm-hmm. if they don't feel supported in doing that, have a conversation with someone at work, whether mm-hmm. it's their manager or a peer or you know, HR person and just say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Right. How can you actually help me manage right. it rather than, you know, here's an email on balance at work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually have a Slack channel at Soapbox. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our well at work channel because yeah. um, we're a little obsessive, actually, I think. That's amazing. Um, it is. Yeah. And it's been really neat, don't you think, Charlotte, yes. during the pandemic because it became, it's like a water cooler, right, where we... But we're kind of encouraging each other. Hey, just a reminder to sit up straight or posture check. Or and we'll all be on a Zoom call and we're like, yes. Or how's your? <laughs> and then everyone, all of the yeah. And you know, how are you guys drinking water today? Or we'll drop in kind of a hey guys, I'm gonna go for a walk. I'll mm-hmm. check back in in thirty. So I love that it's become this sort of organic little sub community within our yeah. workplace where we are caring for ourselves and caring for one another. Yeah. It's been cool. Yeah. I think the funniest thing is when we realize that some, we haven't talked in a while and like, you know, Beth or like, we'll be like, hey guys, just hey, making hey. sure you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> or, or we'll just be real and be like, you know, I think there was like a meme that said like, I got into shape in the back, out of shape during yes. the quarantine. Yes. And I think I, we felt, you know, it, it went in waves. Like, yeah. and it was like, that's okay. And for a while it was like, all I can do is just go on walks during right. the day. Yeah. And that's okay. Like yeah. now I'm back at it. I'm very sore, but yeah. you know. But I giving think it's it a okay. platform and a voice, yeah. which is what you were talking yeah. about. Like I think 
instead of feeling like that's a thing that doesn't belong in the workplace, Mm -hmm. we're kind of placing it right in the middle of the conversation about this project and the, you know, update on this report. And we're saying these things to one another, which I think is what has um, elevated it and prioritized it among our team. It's simple. My gosh. Yeah. So it's not only just a big initiative. It's not just supported. It's encouraged, which I think is a big thing for companies to realize they need to do is for your employees to deliver with the caliber that you're expecting right now, you need to be actively encouraging that they're taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. in whatever form that means for them. And I love that. Yeah. And I'm going to need like a link to the Slack channel because (laughs) I really need someone every day to tell me like, okay, shut up. I know, I feel like it's my mom watching me or something. It's been so good. And I do feel like, Sarah, to your point, I mean, that's really a huge part of my role is to model it, not model perfection, but model that, you know, this is a priority for our workplace. It's a priority for me. And I want our team to feel as though they don't need to sneak around to like, Char knows, like her best is often like a mid-morning mm-hmm. workout or like a 3 p.m. walk. And I don't want her to feel like that's a thing she needs to hide Sometimes That's we'll great. walk and talk. We do. We do that a lot. Walking <laughs> meetings are amazing. Yes, yes, if it's not something yes. where you have to be sharing your screen, yes. like it's so great to just catch up to on things up. going yes. on. Yeah. The worst is when I'll realize, like, I distinctly remember one time we were <laughs> on a meeting walk and I was just walking, walking. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm so far from my house. She was like, she was dark. She sent me a picture. I'm like, are you in a different town? Okay. Yeah. I was like, do you need a ride? I, I was like, I don't know. I ended up in downtown Fayetteville. I don't know. <laughs> that so That's hilarious. Crazy. And I'm sure it's great for the people who work at Soapbox and mm-hmm. influencers who might follow you right. personally, too, yeah. to see you yeah. living and breathing that on social media, sure. too, of you know what, I took Friday off and we did a three-day three, three day weekend or yep. we went you got hiking, it. we went to the mountains, we did yeah. whatever. Yeah. And for you to be living that, yeah. it probably empower, empowers them to say, you know yeah. what, I have vacation left or I'm going to do right. this because I need it or I'm not taking a vacation, Absolutely. but I'm going to take the day and just yeah. reset so I can hit it harder and better come Monday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what does that look like for you? We're really curious about, we always call it the modern workplace, right? And um, you know, how companies set their people up for success or how maybe the employees just take what they need to be good to themselves. So what does that look like? Are there non-negotiables or priorities for you in your work life? Yeah, for me, I am not joining anything before 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. we're a global company and sometimes that's not great for people, but <laughs> eight thirty for me is the earliest I can do it without feeling like I rushed my kids out the door mm-hmm. or I asked my husband to sacrifice his start to his workday and put him in a difficult situation. My calendar is flexible enough that I can say eight thirty is my start time. And if you need something that's absolutely urgent and I hate using this term, but quote mission critical, unquote, Right, Mm. I can make an exception, but it will not be the rule that I am available before then because daycare opens at a certain time. Yeah. I need coffee (laughs) and I'm going to be a much nicer person if it's after 830 (laughs) and you will like dealing with me much much more. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And then for me, if I don't work out at least twice a week and I use Mm -hmm. workout lightly because it's often like a bar class or yoga, which is just a different kind of workout, just Mm -hmm. stretching and moving my body. I'll get to Saturday and realize that I just feel 
not Ugh. great. Yes. I think we all just made the face of like, Ugh. we did. That just you feel yeah. it. Everywhere. You're tense and you've been sitting and your hips are tight and you feel the pressure of your week just mm-hmm. on you. Yes. So those are my two big things. And a personal goal of mine right now in the wellness space is not just drinking wine and coffee, but please work some water in somewhere. <laughs> I have tried so many yeah. tips for myself and everyone's like, just fill up a big jug and put it by you. I'm like, yep, no. I get to five o'clock and it's still full. Yes. So yeah. there it is. I I'm I'm looking actively for tips on oh, getting yeah. myself to drink more water. Uh, I might have a tiny one. We'll see. Well, when we come back around to some of our yeah. shares. A water bottle <laughs> you actually like. I am just a huge water drinker. That is one. But I am, as you know, Sarah, I'm pretty much wine to coffee. So <laughs> I was like, this is literally me. Yeah, it impacts so many parts of your body. And yeah. as much as I care about skincare and all this, you would think I would really drink a <laughs> yes. ton of water. Yes. My dermatologist was like, yeah, just make sure you're hydrating. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I am. No, mm-hmm. I am. It's like sure. when you go to the dentist, Check. they're like, are you flossing? You're like, yo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three times oh, a day yeah. sometimes. Just right yeah, before I came, but... <laughs> exactly. That's so great. Okay, so I want to know um, who influences you. Um, who do you follow? Who do you enjoy keeping up with across platforms? Sure. So on TikTok, um, the account that I find myself actively searching out okay. is an influencer named Kat Stickler. Okay. Mm. And her handle is Mike and Kat. It's she and her husband sharing. She and her husband share just the ups and downs of their days. They work with different companies to talk about products. So they do some influencing, but Mm. it's largely comedy and reenacting how (laughs) her husband acts throughout the day. And sometimes I just need it for a laugh and to remind myself that other people have husbands who do things that annoy the ever living (laughs) life out of them, but that they love dearly. Yes. Yes. Which is just, it's just a lot. And then uh, a platform that I follow that really does a great job of highlighting just a ton of women that I find super influential is Girl Boss, and mm-hmm. they're on Instagram yes. and TikTok. Yep. They have amazing content. And then in the Instagram space, uh, Ashley Robertson is an influencer in Dallas who used to um, work outside the home as a teacher, mm-hmm. and she now is fully into just lifestyle content, which has a lot of value for me because she talks about wellness and Mm -hmm. making your home a space for you that you can really thrive in Mm -hmm. without pushing anything on you, which I think is great. So those are three sources that I find myself actively seeking out. And if they haven't posted that day, I almost feel like... like Excuse me. Hi. Where is my tip? Need the you. people for the day. <laughs> and then in January, I've been following Emily Lay. Yes. Or just this. Always sim- great in January. Yes. <laughs> yes. The rest of the year, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. keep okay, your tips. See ya. Yeah. 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 But she has kind of just this really doable tip of the day for mm-hmm. yeah. uh, just getting yourself off to a fresh start. But yeah. she does have great tips throughout the entire year of just mm. if you're feeling overwhelmed. How can we simplify? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm not a minimal. I'm not a minimalist at all. <laughs> but I do oh, think that either. they have some great. They have some great ideas. They I can do deal with the pieces. simplified yeah. planner, right? Yes. Emily Lay. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. the simplified yeah. planner. Yes, I love that. That's funny. Sure. Do you have anyone? I feel like I do because I and it's killing me. As you were saying that, I there's one I just. One of my coworkers, Kelsey, just told me about it because she knows that I love like completing tasks, mm-hmm. but I kind of get overwhelmed by how many there are. And she was like, oh, let me show you this Instagram. It's actually just one task a day just to make your—and I'm talking home things, maybe mm-hmm. work too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I can't think of what it is. And so I feel like for right now, I'm just going to say, I just am so inspired always by Morgan Harper Nichols. Like (laughs) her quotes, like I just feel like I don't speak it enough that she just speaks so well. And just with everything going on in the world, Mm -hmm. every time she posts something, I'm like, yes, you just said that so beautifully in the way that I was thinking. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, are you in my brain? But (laughs) And, and then, like the way she shares her yes, content is so beautiful say, too. It's like creative, gorgeous, like watercolor designs. Yes, and she just really carries herself so well as a brand she has created. So yeah. it's a good one, yeah. And that. just creatively, I'm inspired by her too. So That's so good. How about you? Okay, well, hmm, I don't know. You can I, say I influence you. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> it's actually Charban uh, at Charban. Yeah, so. that's it. Simple. Actually, that sounds really funny, but I get. I think lately I get the most enjoyment out of um, some of the groups that I'm in Mm. on Instagram, like even just our work Mm -hmm. group. And I have a a group of girlfriends um, and just the memes we're shooting back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's like this. I look forward to hitting Instagram and then going over to messages to see our groups like kind of thread. I can like hear your cackle right now. I know. (laughs) I know. Like it's actually quite comical. I think you heard as we were recording before you came in, Sarah, because I am just known for constantly cackling, cackling alone in my office, cackling with others. I wouldn't call it a cackle because cackle (laughs) to me is like evil. Yeah. Witch-like. And I just think that you really just have a truly infectious, like boisterous laugh that just makes makes me, I was telling Char before that I felt pressure to be funny now because you, your laugh is so contagious that I'm like, well, I want to make her laugh like that because I love it. Keep going, Sarah. Keep going. Keep going. Like True. shakes the building. So actually, this is kind of a funny thing in terms of who influences us, because sometimes people answer that with um, not a person they follow, but like they'll talk about their spouse or their mm-hmm. parent. And I've been having this thought lately about my grandmother um, who passed away years ago, but she was this like gregarious, like enthusiastic, like in her 80s, up on the roof, like doing things. We're like, grandmother, can you not, can you get down and not clean the gutters yourself, you know? But she was so tickled at life and so tickled at herself constantly. She was constantly laughing at herself. And I always admired that in her. And recently I've been like, I think that's me. (laughs) I think I effectively because I just laugh at myself all the time, and that that felt like a win. That's amazing. One hundred percent. Someone you admire, you're like, I'm like, okay, yeah. And she's influenced me for all these years. So I love that so much. (laughs) And actually, if I ever do something that makes me think I am turning into my mother yes, or I'm turning into my grandmother. There's a part of me that cringes a little, but there's there's the part that's proud. I'm like, okay, yeah, they did all right. If your kids do that, they're going to be like, yeah, it's my funny mom on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already just thinking of my two boys when they're teenagers finding this content one day online. I'm probably some like archive of millennials who thought they were technologically advanced and being like, mom, if you tell anyone this happens, I will delete your your home, whatever the tech is at that time. They're like, I'll I'll delete it. Yeah, you're canceled. Yeah. I love that. It'll be our version of turning off the Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'll cut us off in the nursing home. They will. (laughs) will. Turning off your Wi-Fi, mom. (laughs) Okay, so our last couple of questions, which are my favorite. 
um, can be a little interchangeable, but the first is, you know, what are you consuming? Um, meaning a podcast or a show you're binging or a book you're reading or an audiobook you're listening to, no pressure. Um, and then the other is just what are you so into, which typically is, you know, more of an object or a thing or something that's just making your life better. So we'll start with you on this one, Sarah. What are you consuming? Sure. So what I'm consuming right now is I am listening to a book on Audible called The Whole Brain Child. Mm. I am a very emotive person. I feel my feelings in a big way. Mm. And I'm learning that my oldest son does as well. Mm. which sometimes it's not great when I'm feeling big feelings and he's <laughs> yeah. feeling big feelings. My husband is cool, collected, calm as a cucumber over there. And I am having a mental <laughs> breakdown about yep. seemingly nothing. And so is my son. So <laughs> I, I found this amazing doctor that's written this book and has a podcast and all this information about dealing with big feelings with children and understanding the neurological makeup of the mind, that's which so interesting. it's fascinating. And it, has implications for me as an adult now at work. I deal with ADHD mm. and it talks a lot about how the brain is actually structured. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, okay. My husband's, or excuse me, my child's brain is just not formed yet in that space. And mine is formed, but I have differences than other people. Mm -hmm. mm. And that's why I'm always frustrated all the time. Yeah. So I'm fascinated. I've been listening to a chapter a night just to yeah. oh, I love that. unlock more and let myself hear it for longer. Mm -hmm. um, and then do you want me to go ahead and touch yeah, on that? Yeah, do it. Okay, yes. so Just keep going. Too good. What I'm, uh, is it what I'm obsessed with or yeah, what I'm, yeah. what I'm, so what I'm into? into. Yeah. What, what I'm so into right now is a brand called Way and it's uh, O-U-A-I. Oh, I'm with you. Yep. Yes. So they make, yes. they make hair care yes. products is how I first discovered them. But I was given this tub of Way chill pill bath bombs. Ooh. They are so cute. They come in the form. They look Add like a pill. <laughs> yes, it, they're yep, amazing. It. They look like a pill that you kind break of open. Yes, you yeah. break it, you oh break it open and you drop it into the tub and it's fizzy and it has yeah. like hemp and jojoba oil and all oh these gosh. things. And it's wow. it's the I'm most luxurious 10 minutes. You have influenced me. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That, that is, is good. It smells a little like the hair care, which is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. So I'm curious, going back real quick, the ADHD, mm -hmm. um, have you always known that or are you more of an adult diagnosis? I was diagnosed in middle school. Okay. My brother was diagnosed much earlier, but a fun fact, not so fun fact, oh. is women are severely underdiagnosed mm. with ADHD because the hyperactive mm -hmm. presents in a different way. Okay. And not to, you know, speak as a speak as a doctor, but my brother had the jittery, yeah. couldn't sit still in class, mm -hmm. where mine was more hyperactivity of the mind. Mm. Squirrel all over the place, yes. which mm -hmm. does Relatable. really well for marketing and, yes, and putting yourself out there and exploring different things. Right. Not so well for <laughs> needing to focus on a sustained amount of varying things. I yes. kind of go yes. into like, well, that's not what you said we were doing. And yeah. I'm over here and yeah. I'm over here. And now right. you're changing this on me. So <laughs> yeah. uh, as an adult, though, it's been interesting to just understand how it it's something that you'll deal with as mm -hmm. you work too. It's not just something that impacts yeah. your learning in school. Right. Right. And it's it's present in every part mm -hmm. of me and uh in relationships and work mm -hmm. and social media and the things I engage I with that. in my house. It's yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's been interesting. I and it, I actually find it fascinating to yeah. learn more about knowing that I experience it myself. We mm -hmm. have an influencer in our community who is um 
kind of navigating a recent adult diagnosis of ADHD. And she's been very, um, the way she shared it has been really interesting to me. Um, And to your point, you want to learn to navigate it and to be Mm -hmm. self-aware. And, you know, do you know your Enneagram? Yes. Okay, what is it? What's interesting is I have a friend who is an Enneagram coach. Okay. And she was convinced I was not my Enneagram type. And then we did a session Mm. and she said, okay, you were right. Oh. So I am an Enneagram 7. I'm not surprised. I knew it. Welcome. She she tried to tell me I was a 4 and I was Because of the big feelings. Yes, because Ah. of the big feelings and the individuality of some of the things Mm -hmm. I do. Yes. But I'm a 7. I'm not one to travel all over the place and always want to be on a trip. But mentally, I am departing from any potentially (laughs) negative situation. I am gone. You can leave a message for me to look at later when I can cry about it and you not see me. But I'm in Enneagram 7 through and through. so funny. I was picking up those vibes. But you also are, um, you're very calm. Um, I think you have a lot of, um, you self-navigate very well. Mm -hmm. So it's like. I feel like she's she's got that seven energy. So and I think I that. that's part of the adaptability, though, mm-hmm. of the seven mm-hmm. is, okay, you can do that in some places, but right. in some places you got to right. temper it just We're chameleons a bit, a bit right? Yes, so I can present as far more <laughs> calm than I probably am in my head. Right? Which I think is great for the space that we all right, work in a bit is yep. how do we show up in a board meeting versus how do we show up for someone Precisely. on social media versus... The mom or the spouse or the friend. Right. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I can wear 57 hats in a day. <laughs> Come at me. Amen. I know. I get, well, I'm a nine, very much so, but I get that I'm a seven a lot because I'm so extroverted. Yes. And mm-hmm. so people are always like, what? Really? Yes. I'm like, no, no, no. She does really well. She's surrounded by a couple of sevens yeah. all day, flanked by us. And I just that's form fun. into you guys. <laughs> Which is hilarious because yeah. as a seven, I'm often assumed to be an extrovert where I think I have extroverted tendency tendencies yeah. but i really need as an introvert that time to yes yeah recharge yes alone mm-hmm. and read or listen to something or else i'm so overwhelmed so yeah. i think it's funny little, how i know exactly yes. exactly <laughs> yeah. it's the enneagram is fascinating yeah, to me fascinating yeah. yes I love it. we had a guest last week two weeks ago mm-hmm. um who is Really interesting. You may have heard her at Megaphone Summit, uh, Sarah Jane Case. So yes. she is coffee, Enneagram yeah. and Coffee, and she's written a book called The Honest Enneagram. And um, every single post she shares, she's phenomenal. I'm like, stop spying on me. Yes. Yeah. Stop. This is, I'm in this photo and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. She's amazing. Her episode actually, I think, is up already, yeah. but I'm um, fascinating to you. I have point. to listen. So, yeah, so you exciting. Will. Yeah. You will. Okay, Shar, yeah. what are you Oof. consuming and what are you so into? Okay, so I, Beth knows this. I am obsessed <laughs> with records. I love Ooh. them. I got a record player like years ago, but it's kind of dying and, or died basically. <laughs> and I was dead. very sad. It is deceased. And I had no idea, not, but I just kept playing records on them. And I was like, it's fine. It just kind of sounds awful. But, my boyfriend's like for Christmas gave me this incredibly nice like Crossley record player speakers set up, and I'm like, "Did Legit. you do this for yourself?" Oh, really into her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to get with. So I'm consuming that. You're gonna keep him, <laughs> but I just love it so much. We're always saying like, "What are you listening to while yeah, cooking?" We are. I love yes. it, and so while I just cooking is while cooking critical. is key, mm-hmm. and so just. I've loved building my record collection. I'm just like 
doing that. And it's been so fun of, even I just got these ones, Drew Holcomb and his wife, Ellie Holcomb. Mm -hmm. They, during quarantine, actually did these things called like kitchen covers. (laughs) And they were just covering songs in their kitchen. So, and they kind of went viral with it. And they ended up putting them on records. And I was like, I'm going to get those so that I remember. That was in 2020, whenever (laughs) I was, you know, Scrolling it's like through your souvenir yeah, from the exactly. trips you didn't take in 2020. Yeah. How cool. That I even did that. <laughs> Have you <laughs> been to the record room at Blake Street House yes. yet? And it's so happy. The sound. I'm trying to turn my house into that, you know? There you go. So the sound. No, I'm not. Great inspiration. Yeah. Great. yeah. But I would say that's. That's what you're yeah, devouring. Obsessed with, but, or devouring. Yeah. Obsessed with, I would say, I recently just, I love working out, but a lot of like strength training. Even though I love it, I have a very bad hip. Mm. I blame high school cheerleading for it. Um, <laughs> I feel you. I like, almost had to get a hip replacement at age 18. And oh I'm like, my word. So it's still uh, 10 years later, it's still hurting mm-hmm. me. And I have fallen in love with my gym has reformer Pilates uh, uh, machines. Oh, wow. And it is just, I'm not a morning person, <laughs> but. That is the one thing I will get up for in the morning because it just like it calms me, it relaxes me, it's strengthening me, lengthening me. As oh, of we course, hopefully, it is. Mm-hmm. you were taller. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting up straight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes, I think that's just been so helpful for me of just like, okay, this is a workout I like and enjoy and just like, relaxes me too like I'm rejuvenated after mm-hmm. and then I put on a record yeah, yeah. I love it, <laughs> I love goes it. Hand in hand. Just, yes exactly yeah. what about you Beth okay so um, I used up all my books on our last couple of episodes and I'm still reading the same books so I can't really speak to that so um for me I'm devouring um it's a website essentially called well and good Ooh. If you're not familiar, it's amazing. And the content is very, I mean, it's skincare, it's wellness, it's um, its just wonderful. I just really enjoy it. And there's a lot of fresh content kind of constantly. So that's what I'm consuming right now besides the books that I'm still reading. And then my so into is um, kind of based on one of the books I'm reading, Bella Figura. Um, so I started a shot of olive oil and lemon water every morning separate. Shot of olive oil. Olive oil lemon and lemon water. Starting the shots early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I'm, shoot, I'm so. fascinated. What, yeah, is what is the olive oil? So do? the olive oil is all of these good fats. And in the Mediterranean diet, mm. um, it's it's really so skin, like plumpness and just digesting. I mean, I I'm just saying, you've been over looking, here. Oh, you're <laughs> looking very glowy. <laughs> Are, well, let's though. just call it the olive oil. But yeah, I think it's, I just read a lot. I heard a, a bit in this Bella Figura book that I talked about on the last episode. And it's like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And it it just feels like a very good and healthy habit that is theoretically tied to a lot of longevity and heart health and just wellness in general. And so, and I've been on the lemon water thing for about oh, a year. I love lemon water in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing that I, after I work out, because I have become an early bird. I don't know what the deal is. And I'm up at the crack of dawn and I work out and then I do my olive oil and my lemon water and I just give me your tips. Feel proud really. of myself. It, you know, here's my tip. Your your kids have to age. <laughs> and that's a good point. I'm really afraid they that's what themselves up. Yeah. yeah. And mine, I always joke that they're raised because they know how to make a PB and J and they dress themselves. So like my work here is done and That's I can focus on me. That is the goal. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Wow. I know mine are over here like I need a cup. In your I need this. Yes. Why are you doing that? Where yes. are you? Where is daddy? Yeah. Why is it you and That's not terrible. daddy? I So yes. you're giving me hope yeah, that one day too, I can focus on exercise light. and olive oil. Yes. 
and right lots now, of wine. <laughs> I know. Right now, I'm lucky if I get out the door with the backpack and the papers I was supposed to have that day. I feel Amen. like, like oh, they're yeah. taking care of me. Yes. My son will, will pull into the parking lot and he said, did you get my book for my backpack? I'm like, no. I'll be right back. Yes. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> I love oh my it. That's so true. But that's real. And that's what you have done yeah. with TikTok is making yes. it real and just like day-to-day life. And yes. like, yeah, I and just, it's okay for life to not just be, you know, rainbows and butterflies and yes. glamour yes. and glitz. I just, and, I got sick of seeing the Instagram accounts where there are some that I do go to for aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. grids. If I want to go watch people bake and frost cakes and show me their beautiful mm-hmm. homes, that's what I'm going for. Sure. Yeah. But if I if I was getting on to just find someone I could relate to yeah. and I was seeing about the mom who had the perfect day at work and right. nailed the presentation <laughs> and her kids came home with a sticker on their sticker chart <laughs> and they had dinner prepared by 6.30 and their kids were ready for bed, I was feeling like yes. a complete failure, yeah. to be honest. And I'm just so glad that I have found this community where other people are yeah. saying, me too. Same. And also, let me tell you what else happened today. Yeah. Because people are just keeping it real. It is. I love what you're doing. Mm. And I think the fact that it's resonated and grown so quickly the way it has now that you have come out of the TikTok closet, like it's <laughs> it's really neat and refreshing. So it's fun to watch you thrive, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. I'll just tell you quickly how I came out of the closet <laughs> okay, in case anyone us. wants to Ooh, know. Let's hear it. The TikTok closet. Uh, a major news outlet wrote an article highlighting one of my TikToks as starting a trend among millennials. Mm-hmm. And my boss saw the article. <laughs> and instead of saying anything Stop. to me about it, just sent the link in a group text to everyone in marketing in our organization. <gasps> and said, in case anyone didn't know, Sarah is an influencer on TikTok. And I was like, well, I guess it's out now and I don't have to worry about anyone from work. So I'll just tell everyone in my personal Honestly, life about it. Honestly, the band-aid off. He did. That's what you I'm needed. I'm actually so grateful for him now for doing that because I texted him just an emoji and said, really? And he <laughs> said, so let me get this straight. You don't care that nearly 100,000 people see your videos every day, but you're nervous about the nine of us. And it was kind of a gut check to me. That's of, great. That's a great wow. point. And it's what my husband and what my friends have been saying. Everyone was saying. But to hear it from someone whose opinion I valued in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. To say, why would you not be shouting this from the rooftops? Yeah. I was kind of like, okay. What a great this story. This my yeah. sign. Yeah. Like I knew it was kind of a thing. And, right. You yeah. know, that you got some coverage and all of that. But I didn't realize that's, yeah. that is fantastic. And that's showing like, it's okay to integrate personal into work life. Yeah. It is, yeah. And I like think— Like, you just brought in all the things yes, that we want to talk about on Social Proof. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm so glad. I know. Well, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Absolutely. I've loved chatting left, with you. But we'll cheers yes. you anyway. Oh, man, you guys beat me. <laughs> oh, man, I must have been talking too much. Cheers. Cheers. Sarah.